Welcome to Awakening Matters with your host, Cynthia, where I cover everything from metaphysics to spiritual experiences I've had to our humanity and shining light on all matters that awaken and connect us not only to ourselves but each other. Today, I am so honored to share a little bit about myself and how I, I know that in previous um, shows, I have gone into some detail about my life, and tonight, I want to share with you who I am, and so I invite you to listen to the other shows that are on BBS Radio that you can access, um, where they will reveal um, not only little snippets of who I am and why I am, but in explanation of, often I will use my own experience in explanation of something that I'm trying to get across. So um, I grew up in uh, California, and I grew up with um, a very talented, incredibly talented uh, family, and my father was a musician, and my grandfather was the first chair philharmonic for the um, Brazilian orchestra, and or the first chair violinist, excuse me, for the Brazilian orchestra, and my father was the uh, drummer in that orchestra, and he always wanted to be his, um, do his own thing and have his own music, and he just, his dream was to come to America from um, Brazil, and he did. He accomplished that, and he was, he was wildly successful in his, um, in giving credit to him where credit is due in his career. And so, with that said, I um, experienced and grew up with a lot of music around me, and um, I am a twin, and I actually have conscious memory in my cellular body of being, and the memory I have is not so much of a thinking conversation as much as it was a visual um validation, if you will, or just a visual. There was, at that point, no um, thought around what I was seeing. I was just, I remember the feeling in my cellular body of being in awe. So whatever being in awe means to a consciousness as it is watching the consciousness um, in front of it expand and grow, I have... I know it sounds off the charts, but I can only share my truth with you, and I, and I honor my truth and who I am, and so I can remember um, the growth, and um, I mean, I guess I do believe that consciousness has the ability to see, to hear, and feel without the mechanism of the body, and so I could see and um, feel many things, um, so much so that um, my, my mother had a C-section, and 
my twin was taken out. And then 15 minutes later, I remember looking up and kind of seeing um, a clue that I'm not saying the 15 minutes in reference to I had a watch on and (laughs) I was looking at like, hey, what's the holdup? No. What I mean is that um, 15 minutes later, I looked up and I saw that opening. I saw the light start to close, and apparently they did not know there was another child in there, and so my little hand shot up, and um, out came me. So um, that started a uh, pattern in my life where they were, they meaning my family, were um, experiencing the and I did touch this on, on this in previous shows, but they were experiencing the knowing that they were going to have one child. And so what they ended up with were two twins. And what they continually shared with me throughout my life in very harsh ways was you weren't wanted. I mean, so I was a twin, but the dichotomy and the androgyny of it all was, um, and I mean androgyny because I didn't, not only did I not fit in, but I was so different. And, um, and being told right off the bat, we, we didn't know we were having twins and you're not wanted. And you know, you know, whether you're a child or an adult, even if something isn't said to you, you can feel the energy around you. You can feel if you are loved, embraced, and wanted, and you can feel when you are not. And I could definitely feel a difference between how my family, the nucleus of my family, interacted with each other versus myself. And so that was definitely an awakening, and it did matter. Because um, soon after that, my experience became, so I, again, who am I? Who was I? A girl that was brought up in California and, um, my fascination with nature was feeling connected to it. Um, always outside talking intuitively to everything from grass to trees to the sky nation to the earth plane to, um, I mentioned this in a previous show, to laying on the cement with my palm out um, with praying mantis in my hand, talking to it. So there was this ability to relate to other things, meaning from me, um, and other aspects of matter and consciousness related back to me with full love and light. And that that aspect of my world was alive and well and beautiful. But my relationship with humanity at home was um, a stark contrast. And very soon, um, very soon after I think I was a toddler, I started experiencing um, my father's rage and his Rage, for some reason, was focused on me, even as a very small child. And so I grew up with constant trauma. It was daily. 
from this individual when he was home because he did travel for his work. But when he was home, constant trauma, everything from walking home from school. And I'm not telling you all this from a place of victim. Did I feel uh, depressed? Did I feel like a victim at times? Yes, I did. I'm not going to say to you that um, this infinite wisdom that I had access to over uh, my entire lifetime um, overrode my ability to feel um, depressed or upset. I was experiencing my humanity as well as my spirituality, which I will get to in a minute. But the the daily trauma was around, you know, stopping me at the door, letting my sisters in, stopping me and saying, I don't like the way you're saying hello. So right, right off the bat in a very young age, I was uh, experiencing, um, how would I put it, not only abuse, but uh, narcissist and their fear in order and so that they needed to control. And so that would go on for hours, sometimes until dark. I was still outside and he would open the door and say, say hello, you know, and I'm still in my school clothes and haven't gone to the bathroom or eaten, et cetera. So we're talking about things like that. And believe me, I know there have, there have been people prior to me, right now, and after me that will experience much, much worse. So I am by no means saying that my experience um, is the worst. I'm sharing with you that how I was brought up, who I became, and what unfolded, what the awakening was. And I'm doing that because if you are right now, either yourself or someone you know, a friend, struggling with their self-esteem, feeling like they don't matter, being abused, being targeted, being um, traumatized. I am here as a representation of what's possible amongst many other people who are also around the world, a representation of what's possible. Please do not give up. You are so loved far beyond what you realize by those unseen and seen. Um, so I'm going to go back to those experiences, experiences like being excluding from the, excluded from the dinner table, not being fed. Um, when I got a dog, he would abuse the dog uh, really badly in order to affect me. Um, and I'm talking terrorizing stuff like a steak knife and saying he was going to cut the dog's neck and then cut my neck. And so my body would shake with just the energy of the terror um, and not understanding fully, but understanding what the energy felt like. And um, I felt incredibly responsible and really, really bad even as a child that I brought that dog into the house or because of me, that dog was in the house because, um, it was used as a tool to affect me. And so, um, he would slam his hands on the table or we were eating. He would unplug the electricity in the house when we were getting ready for school. And then a diatribe for me of, 
you're so ugly, no one will ever love you, why are you even trying, there's no reason to even look in the mirror, you're going to break it, I mean, and so on and so forth, you know, you shouldn't have been born, you're not wanted here, and you know, I'm saying it to you almost like in a script or in like um, a list, but what I will say to you is I, I have come a very long way from that time doesn't mean that that time didn't matter. It doesn't mean that awakening during that time didn't matter. And so please place for a second how monotone the list sounds. That's not how I felt at the time. Um, That went on every day in my life from adolescence all the way into my adult life. Um, And it got worse from there. So my point being that... As a child, who was I? I was different. I had a very strong intuitive sense. I had a very strong ability to feel what people were feeling, to almost take on uh, their pain or, or what have you. When I say take it on, I don't mean act it out. I meant compassion. I would feel compassion. Um I was also, I looked different than the family. Everyone had very big round eyes. My eyes are very Asian looking. Um, And I was also somebody that um, they did not talk to, relate to, um, include, or anything. So uh, basically, I was brought up by my spirit guides. And so at a very young age, I met my spirit guides, and they were um, extraordinary. They were so full of love. I saw them visually. I heard them audibly. They looked like a hologram to me. Um, They were very, very present and shared with me um, that this life was going to be a classroom, and they were going to help me to um, learn in it. And with that, I was able to begin to understand what auras were saying and how to clear my aura and how to remove myself from situations, et cetera. And with all of that said, um, I still, so that was my, let's say that's my higher self, even as a child, but my humanity was still going through all these different experiences that you go through or that I went through. Hopefully you're not going through them. And if you are, then I'm here to tell you again, you're going to be okay. Um, You're going to be okay because sometimes it's the, not always, but sometimes it's the individuals who are the kindest, who are the most gentle, who are the most sensitive, who are the most um, intuitive that are, targeted the most and why because you're stronger do you feel that way when it's happening no did you feel that did I feel that way then no not at all I didn't feel stronger but I also felt um a connection to something bigger than my father bigger than what I was going through even bigger than the loneliness um in hum- humanities, in I'll say in connection to being with another human or to having or having a human to talk to. So um, I would often write poetry just by looking at mountains or trees 
and tuning into what they felt. And yes, I do believe that everything has a consciousness and everything is communicating with us at all times. And I was very blessed and continue to be for the ability to tune into what's being said or what was being shared and feel um, a connection. And so as a child, so who am I? As a child, I was very gifted, but I was very different. And I was um, misunderstood and, um, yes, I will say abused for being different. Um, they wanted me to be like them. And when I say I was different, all that really means is that I could feel what was going on, and I would also um, not react um, as quickly as maybe somebody else would to what was going on in the moment. And that did change in my life. But in any case, so as in my human life, I was um, being trained to be of service to everyone and everything around me. And um, we were taught to clean, we were taught to do laundry, we were taught to do everything, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. The part that was not okay was that, for me, there was nothing else being offered. There was no allowance, there was no love, communication, there was nothing but the light and the interaction of my spirit guides, and then the, the darkness, if you will, of the humanity around me. So um, I know that there are many, many different people in the world that are intuitive, et cetera. And unfortunately, for most of us, we have to shut it down in order to survive or we have to shut it down in order to um, be included. But yet I say to you that we need different ingredients from around the world to create what? Extraordinary dishes. Some of the weirdest and most incredible ingredients add, putting them into a dish, make them, um, in the collaboration of those dishes, make it different and extraordinary. The same thing with an orchestra. You need different instruments to create beautiful music. And so all of us, and I think there's more, I think all of humanity is born with sensitivity, awareness. I mean, certainly you have your own free will in this particular incarnation and what you desire to experience from it. But I do believe that um, we are all unique and different, but yet where our hearts desire to be loved, that's where we are the same. And so I didn't have human love growing up. I had a tremendous amount of spiritual love, which was bigger and all-encompassing. Um, and so as a child, I was very quiet. I spoke internally. Um, I realized at a very young age, if I was going to speak out loud, I wouldn't be heard anyway, or I'd be laughed at, or who knows. Um, sometimes I didn't want to know. And so I was very quiet and I did not get an opportunity to speak. And 
for the very few, very few that know me now, um, why don't stop talking? <laughs> and there's a reason for that. It's almost like a, a celebration of hearing not only my own voice, but my thoughts. And, you know, as a kid growing up and being trained at home, being sensitive and wise but misunderstood and alone, I would go over to a friend's house. How many of us actually, let's take my situation and put it aside, how many of us in our humanity, maybe not, I don't know, um, where I thought life was normal in that way in my experience until I'd go over to a friend's house and my friend would tell their father they wanted some water or tell their father they wanted something bigger, and I would be like, oh, no, the whole house is going to come down. I can't believe my friend did that. And all of a sudden, it was like, no, here's your water. And I was like, mind blown. Wow. I mean, something as simple as that started to teach me, no, there are different ways all over the world. What you're being taught is not the way it is everywhere. And so um, I'm so grateful for the window that I received into different, or the windows at that time, into different ways of life and being, because then I started to understand even more intensely and deeply um, that my experience at home was um, my experience, but not others. Um, so yeah, I would hear friends do all kinds of things and I, it took a long time because I would, I would feel my body get tense and, um, worry that, oh my gosh, what's going to happen now? Or I better leave, et cetera. And nothing would happen. But then I would go home after that and experience, um, something very, very different. So I was quiet. I didn't talk much. I didn't get a chance to talk. And I was just in the background um, and tried to not be um, seen by him in particular. Um, but that, unfortunately, that was rarely the case. Um, what totally floored me, have you had this happen, you guys? What totally floored me and was like, what is happening right now? was at times when the highest level of abuse was happening, like my father would go into a tirade. He would call me into the room. He would say, stand there and don't move. And I, and if I see your toe move, I'm going to start at the beginning. And he would just go on and on and on and on for hours. And I mean, come on, my body, in regardless of how old I was, can only take so much. And so my knee might, you know, uh, move or whatever, and he'd start over. What what blew my mind was that my family members would literally be eating popcorn or sit, you know, leaning up against the hallway and watching, and I would be looking at them like, really, really, really. So, I mean, there's that too, in the sense that. So, who was I in that moment? And we are all different things in every moment. We are all different aspects to ourselves in every moment. So I've become so used to the abuse on a daily level, the trauma, 
But then when you layered it with family members that I would hope would reach in and help, and instead they just watched or added to it, um, that was almost more hurtful. You know what I mean? So I don't know how many of us have been thrown under the bus in order for whoever is um, thinking, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever I need to do in order to get um, my point heard. Um, and if it requires throwing somebody under the bus, I'm going to do it. So, We've all experienced that in one way or another at one point or, or another. Unfortunately, I've experienced that um, far too much for one human being. <laughs> and if I, can, if I can say to myself, which I have, okay, I've transmuted it and transmuted it again and transmuted it again, I'm good now, you know, so be it. Um, so I... Basically, as a child, I was not heard. I survived a lot. I learned a lot from my spirit guides that I could see, hear, and they would teach me about um, the environment, the emotional body, the mental body, the spiritual body, the electromagnetic fields, and I've spoken and touched on that in previous shows, so I invite you to go to BBS Radio Awakening Matters and listen to some of the archives which touch on that. So who I became as an adult was somebody who um, was able to have these extraordinary experiences. So I'm living outside of the, the father realm, and I'm living my life, and I had these incredible spiritual experiences, and I started doing readings around the age of 11, and... Um, these experiences were as validating to me as they were to the person listening. They were as life-changing and awakening to me as they were to the person listening. And it was that experience, quite honestly, the one of being in awe and continuously um, watching somebody go from uh, pain and suffering to healing and feeling seen and feeling found or having um, an opportunity to be touched by their loved one on the other side. Basically, it was the shift from fear and pain to complete love. And I was just in awe that I was able to experience that. I will share with you that growing up in California, I experienced many earthquakes. but. You know, <laughs> there were earthquakes, and there were earthquakes in my experience. So, of course, they had a little bit of a twist on them in the sense of one of the biggest earthquakes, the Northridge quake. Um, you may or may not know what I'm referring to. I lived in a condo which had an upstairs, outside cement up stairway to get to the second floor where I lived. And so there was this huge earthquake, and I was standing at the top of my stairway about to step down. Actually, I think I stepped off, so one foot in the air, one foot on the cement. And then there was an aftershock, almost equally if not greater than, than the original 
earthquake. And all I remember, isn't it odd sometimes when things are happening, how they go into slow motion? All I remember is flying off the stairs, and it felt like I was in the slowest motion. But all the power went out, so it was pitch black. So all of a sudden, I'm falling, I'm reaching, but I can't grab the side of the stairs. I can't even see it. And I'm flying down the stairs head first, feet up behind me in the pitch black. Well, my head is what made contact with the cement floor, and my legs were up behind me on the stairs, and everything was pitch black. And I remember saying to myself, I have felt no pain at all, but I remember my eyes were closed, and I said to myself, don't even bother opening your eyes. There's probably blood everywhere, and you're just going to, you're probably about to leave, meaning exit the earth any minute. And I wasn't afraid. I'm not afraid of dying. And so I, the power was off. And so I just laid there in the pitch black and then the power came back on and I opened one eye and I was like, oh, what? There was no blood anywhere. And when my head hit that cement, I heard cracking from one side of my skull all the way to the other. So from one ear all the way above and to the other ear. And so I thought, oh my gosh, there's no blood anywhere. And so I get up from the floor, um, not very gracefully, um, and who would, unless you're a gymnast maybe, (laughs) and right on. Um, But I get up off the floor and I'm kind of like, I'm sure affected by the earthquake, by everything, but also thinking to myself, how is it possible that you're not in any pain you don't have a headache, there's no blood, et cetera. And so I'm going back to I was born different, my experiences were different, and I've always been different. And that sometimes is a blessing and sometimes that is a curse. But being true to yourself is uh, where I've returned to full circle. So experiences take us far away from ourselves, and then we have the opportunity to choose to relate to who we are and how we are and come back to ourselves or to even create a greater truth about that moment or any moment. Um, You know, I saw my father later on in a very vulnerable position, um, which I will touch on a little bit later. But um, I think that my capacity to love, my capacity to keep coming back to the table in choosing love, my capacity for compassion, my capacity to squeal at the top of my lungs when I see a dog of any breed, size, anywhere for that matter, um, to the point where their ears, you know, go up and they start to look around because of my squealing in joy. I'm in, in pure joy when I see a dog. Um, so I should have said, well, no, it is kind of like squealing, not just happiness. Um, and so the thing is, throughout my life, um, 
Oh, and with the earthquake, I'm just going to touch on that again and say that it turned out I did have a concussion. I mean, it would be even more surprising if I didn't. And, um, but that was all. So I was so grateful for that. Um, but I will say that my experience has been that thankfully throughout my life, my adult life, and I've been through many things that, um, I never would have imagined. I have been able to retain my innocence and, or I'll say the innocence of my inner child to be in awe of a flower coming up in spring. It touches my heart to, to be hopeful is, and to be light filled is my truth to go through, um, horrific experiences. Um, that some people would not have even as an adult survived, but that I did and with the capacity to have the innocence and the joy and the love and even find compassion for those that harmed me or for those that wronged me, compassion for those that used me and threw me under the bus, I have that now. I have compassion for my father, even. And um, I also have the knowing that on his deathbed, it was I, him and I, in the end. Um, I certainly didn't consciously plan it that way, but that's how it came to be. So who am I as an adult? We all have choices to make every moment about who we are and we can change our minds and then we can return to ourselves. Um, I return to myself with the capacity to love and to have compassion and my work is, um, has revealed itself to me, my spiritual work, my healing work, all kinds of um, opportunities that are revealed to me. And I think it's because of the capacity to love so much more and bigger than anything that's ever happened to me. Now, is there sadness there? Tremendous sadness. Are there days where I cry? Absolutely. Are there days where I feel depressed? Yes. Are there days where I am a human being? Yes. Every single day, I am a human being. Now, do I have the uh, incredible, extraordinary opportunity to touch a different part of myself every single day? Yes. In my work with myself first and then with others. And so I say to you that in that work, I found out that I am an end. I'll finish that sentence first. I found out (laughs) that. I'm cracking myself up. Um, I found out that I am not only loved, but I am love. I am loved and I am love. And no one and nothing, even that could have been temporarily taken away, um, is able to take that away again. And um, when it was taken away, it's because I was focused on pain and loss and confusion and frustration and um, fear. And then I returned to a place of 
a much bigger love, again, for myself first, and then all others. Now, are there still things I don't understand? You betcha. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. There are many things I don't understand, and I hope I never understand everything or come to a time or a point in my human life where I go, okay, got it, I understand it all, I'm done. No, we... (laughs) One answer just leads to another question, and how delicious is that? How delicious is that? So who am I? I am absolutely, in no way, shape, or form, a product of my past. Um, And what I mean by that is the way I grew up was um, horrific. It excluded love, light. It excluded... uh, even um, the norms that one would offer others in uh, regular humanity, I guess. And what does regular humanity mean? I mean, that's a huge scope right there from one degree to another. But um, niceties, gentleness, anything, no, 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 no. Um, And then, well, I can't say that I'm not completely a product of my past because the lack of so much was filled in with so much more. So I thank the part of my past that was filled with lack because it made room for so much love, light, knowledge, wisdom, attainability to self-awareness and choice, etc. cetera. Uh, not by another person, never another person. I mean, I told my other family members about what my father was doing to me. I think I was 13 years old. They made me sleep on the floor, um, amongst many other things, um, in order to punish me for lying. So, I mean, the thing is this. You get through what you go through, and you hopefully get through what you go through. And I did with a set of spirit guides that were continuously changing the narrative and the narrative was you're not worthy you don't matter you should have never been um nothing you do will ever be enough for you to be loved or anything and so on and so forth um and spirit's narrative was you are love nothing can be taken from you um even if you don't feel it or know it, you will one day. Please don't give up. I mean, so it was certainly not as a child put in that way, but it was um, put in ways that that I can understand, that I could understand and that I can understand. So um, I want to say to everyone listening, uh, right now in the world, there's a lot, there are a lot of different opinions. And what I'll say about that is, um, let us in your own personal life, let's take it down from, from one level to another. Let's talk about your personal life. In your personal life, you may feel like you're in a storm of confusion. You're in a storm of lack. You're in a storm of, of um, I'm trying to put a word to what I experienced in my adult life. I was in a storm of I couldn't think. I I couldn't hold a thought in my head. I was so 
cut out of my entire life that I'd come to know, et cetera, when all I wanted was family and friends, that it was another time in my life where I was falling, 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 falling. And I did not feel caught for a very long time. Um, and, and so I say to you, please know that in your life there'll be times and believe me, I thought what happened to me in my childhood at that intensity and level could never happen again. And it not only happened again, but it happened 10 times worse. So, and I was falling and uh, completely lost myself. And then I found myself. And I found parts of me and a clarity. And I looked at my fears and I move through them, and I am thriving. And so I thank that time as well, and I thank those in it, because waiting around to be seen, loved, and accepted, and doing everything I possibly could, fearing that if I didn't do, then I wouldn't be needed, fearing that if I didn't do everything all the time, that I wouldn't be worthy, Etc. that when all of everything went down in my life, I realized um, the person I was waiting for was me. I was waiting for myself. And I finally arrived fully and completely and intact. And so that integration was extraordinary. Now, do you have to go through what I did to get to that aspect of yourself? Not at all. Not at all. That was just, that is and was my experience that I'm sharing with you. And no views or perceptions or consciousness that I have am I saying you should have. I am simply sharing my own views and my own experience and my own Knowing I was born into this world vulnerable, needy as an infant and a toddler, and I needed help from others. And um, hopefully you all received love along the way. And if you didn't, um, there was a love unseen but present and continues to be your whole life. And then on the return to yourself, when this when you stop wearing this outfit, so to speak. I'm going to share with you briefly why I do the work I do. I do readings and healings and long-distance workshops and all kinds of things. And I have a YouTube channel. In fact, my website is Cynthia, C-Y-N-T-H-I-A, S as in Sam, L-O-N, the number nine, so don't spell it out, dot com, CynthiaSloan9.com, and you'll find everything there. Um, I did my work then from 11 years old on and continue to do my work because I'm so honored as an example to you. My work continuously and unendingly shares with me that we are connected to um, so much more than what we see. And that is the world that um, sustains me. As an example to you, I was doing a reading, I'll never forget it, for a young boy who had just lost his father. And him and his father would play with toy cars. 
And he was very upset, and his mother booked the session to try and see if his father would come through and connect with him. But his son was so very angry and didn't at the father and didn't want to connect with the father, was doing it for the mother. And I never know what's going to transpire because I leave it up to the um, individuals involved. And I'm just open and in a place of love to create that bridge. And so I talked to um, this boy for some time, sharing things. I got images. I get images. I get um, all kinds of things. I won't go into the details of that. So I was sharing with this young boy so much information, and he just kept looking up and then looking down, and he kept turning this toy car in his left hand over and over and over. And it was it was like a blue Chevy, and I'm actually impressed that I even know the name of the vehicle because if you know me, I don't know vehicles. But anyway, I remember that he shared with me that it was a Chevy, and it was a blue Chevy car and he would spin it in his hand and he was looking down and he would look up, look up at me if I said something to him that I received um, that only he and his father knew it would register. He would look up at me and then look back down, but he was so, so angry. And we were nearing the end of the session and I asked if he wanted to say anything to his father because his father did show up in the version of what his father had to say to him. And um, he said no when he was looking down, when all of a sudden the two of us looked over and a light blue Chevy toy car that was, all his toy cars were lined up against the wall on a hardwood floor. Um, It started slowly moving towards him. And he dropped his dark blue car and immediately my heart filled with so much love because I saw visually that behind that little tiny toy car was this father pushing it with his energy towards his son. So his son would go from hate and anger and fear and blame, etc. I won't go get into somebody else's story other than this part. Um, which I was given permission to share, by the way. Um, But he dropped his toy car and he grabbed his chair and he immediately started crying. And he looked up at me and there was no hate in his eyes. His eyes were like asking me and I could hear it. He was saying, is that my father? And I looked at him without needing to ask him what he needed. And I said, yes, that is your father. He wants you to know that not only Does he love you so much, but that life goes on and that he is one of your angels now. And he moved the car towards him all the way and it touched the end of his foot. And he looked down and he grabbed the car and he looked in front of him and I said, no, close your eyes. Don't try and see him because he looked in front of him like starting to get frustrated again. Like, where is he? And I said, no, close your eyes. Hold that car against your heart and close your eyes. Can you feel him? And he did. He did. And he was crying so hard. And he said, I feel love. I feel him. I smell him. He could smell him. He could feel him. 
And all of that tension and panic and angst dissolved completely. And I was so incredibly honored and um, just so, so happy to be a tiny part of that, a tiny part of that. Because after that, I shared with him how he could communicate with his father and have that happen again if he wanted, just the two of them. But when the session ended, he looked at me and he he was he had very few words to say, and he got up from his chair and he jumped on top of me in my chair and he held me so, so tight. It was like he was saying thank you through a hug and through his emotional body, and it was registered, and we both, I held him, he held me, and we both cried. It was so beautiful. I am so honored to have experiences like that from 11 years old on, and I'm 55 now, throughout my whole life, even through my darkest, my this adult experience I had recently, even through that, I continue to work. I continue to work before, during, and after. And it was the light and the access, not that I needed to work in order to access that light, but it was light um, and reminders to me to, to carry on, to one foot in front of the other, and to keep showing up. And so I did. And... Um, so, so beautiful, incredible experiences I have witnessed and validating to me, um, lifelong validating to me um, about those experiences. And, and so we come full circle now. And now I'm um, an adult and I'm doing quotes in the air. Why? Can anybody see them? No, <laughs> but picture me doing quotes in the air as an adult in quotes because I will always and never ending be joyful and want to laugh and be innocent and not understand everything. And now I can laugh at everything I don't understand and move through uh, things that I do understand, but one thing has changed from when I was a child and an adolescent, and that is um, I am able to embody a love now greater than I have ever, and I'm talking about me for me. When I was doing my work in my adolescent years and in my adult life, absolutely, I felt love so beautiful visually. I saw guides angels, loved ones. I mean, to cry after a session was a norm because I was so incredibly moved and still that happens. But work with myself, my spirit guides, etc. I work with myself and my counsel and my soul contracts and my infinite wisdom every single day. Meditation, consciousness, healing parts of my body, um, all of it, because what I offer others can only be as good as where I am with myself. And I have truly released so, so much. Um, I want to share with everybody that um, 
what I've also come to learn is that when love is involved in regards to relationship, any relationship, by the way, it can be with a friend, a neighbor, it can be with a loved one, it can be with a wife or a husband, that there is vulnerability involved. And there may be two different ways of communicating. Um, but what really makes the opportunity for any relationship to not go smoothly, is every relationship meant to go smoothly? Not necessarily. Um, but to come back to the table and with love is self-love. Please don't exclude yourself. Love yourself so much. Look at your best qualities and then look at your worst qualities and love them more. Love yourself through and through because then you'll be able to meet somebody, whoever that is, at the table whether it's a relationship you're in now or one to come, and be able to offer your wholeness or your fullness in communication and presence as opposed to needing someone else to fill you or complete you or um, validate you. It's nobody's job to like you or love you, that is your job. But it is the opportunity to have friends and people that love and like themselves or are even working on it to desire to make themselves happy and maybe include you in that body of work. And your ability to be whole and complete um, is a, you're basically um, a work of art. And that work of art is never completed. Please, please, please never feel like, well, I look the part, I feel the part, I know this stuff, and so what's the problem? Um you are constantly growing and you are a work of art. What work of art do you want um, to see or experience as who you are? Is it music? Is it your spirituality? What is it that moves you? And then become that. Make it another language. If you're in a relationship and it's not working, use music. Use words. Use cards, use poetry, use um, honesty, use vulnerability. You know, try and say to the person, I am, and I'm, I'm talking about relationship now because I started off talking about who I was as a child in relationship to my family. And what I've come to learn is we have to love ourselves and embrace ourselves in order to allow others in and let them be authentically who they are. Because there's, if there's a part of you that wants to feel whole and complete, I'm not saying that if you get into a love relationship that you shouldn't feel seen and heard and loved and happy and joyful and feel the opportunities that are endless. Absolutely, celebration must be had. But I am saying that if things start going out of balance, 
come back to yourself instead of looking at the relationship or the other person to fulfill that for you, to make it right for you, and have a sense of humor. Laugh at yourself. Yes, I did say that. Laugh at yourself, with yourself, if at yourself feels too harsh. Laugh with yourself as much as possible. I am my own best entertainment. I laugh with myself, I have to say, every day. And so I invite you to do so as well. And if you can love and accept the parts of you that you feel others would push away, if you can hold those parts, if you can hug those parts, if you can love those parts and carry them with you, then others will be able to experience those parts as light and as love-filled as you are experiencing those parts. And so I thank you for Awakening Matters, and matters are awakening all the time everywhere. Tune in two weeks from today where I, where I will be taking calls, and I will also be sharing with you some spiritual experiences that were that really knocked me off my feet and there was no there was no um denying them experiences where you go I know this is can't be real but yet it is real and it's happening and too many of those have happened to me to deny my own truth and the my truth is that we are part of something that is much bigger than just our physicality, and um, and I will be sharing with you how I came to know that. And so my website is Cynthia Sloan, S-L-O-N, no ear A, the number nine dot com. And I thank you very much for this opportunity. And um, I say to you, for now, know you are loved by those seen and unseen, and that you matter.